0: coming how see it
1: Alright, all right, all right. Welcome to the Eighth Note Sessions. I'm your host, Devin Mullen, and today we are joined by seriously cool guest, Eric Crittenden. Eric, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. So uh, for our upcoming music expo, uh, you're going to be running a creative workshop uh, alongside David Cloyd. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about this workshop and, and what your angle of approach and it is gonna be.
0: Well, you know, I think what we will just wanna talk about is the importance of um, collaboration, right? and thinking outside the box, uh, but also not being afraid to reach out and to put people in positions to push the scene as a whole forward, right? We all have skills that transcend the stage. Um, so we try to put those, uh, musical superpowers as David likes to call it together to help, um, collaborate with people like music is art and corporations all across country really to help, uh, to help put Buffalo artists in a position to to succeed, uh, which may or may not include the stage.
1: Beautiful. And you, you have a, a pretty extensive history working as an educator, uh, working currently in the Buffalo public school system, being a founder of the Buffalo uh, Center for Arts and Technology. Um, what I You also d- gave a TED talk, which is amazing. What I really liked about your your sort of pedagogy on it, was this connection of music and expressivity to our history as a species and, and how deep those roots run. I, I, I was curious, is that going to, this very basic human element of it, is that going to factor into how we're engaging with community collaboration?
0: Uh, ab- absolutely, I mean, it's the root, so it's, it's the root of all things music and music's you know m- one of music's greatest power is to bring uh, tens of thousands of people in mass um, that's not related to religion in and of itself it's its own expression of the universe and um, nothing brings people together short of music um, I mean the two main mediums are music and church right so um, it, it's just how, it's just how it is. In my TED talk, I talked about the first instrument being the voice and then followed by drums and flutes, um, uh, all to convey some kind of message to some other portion of some other society or tribe or village or whatever. And one way or the other, whatever it was I was intending to do through my music and through my calls and through my, my beats on my, on the sticks one way or the other, you, you are gonna know I was coming. Or you were invited to come to me and this that's it's just it's just paying it forward man ain't nothing changed we're still beating on the same rocks we're still screaming the same chants. it's just you know now you gotta have social media and shit. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but,
1: I, I mean I mean that's very true any you know any theological student or any student of theater understands that the the roots are in ritual and you know that's that's absolutely true of music too. It's it's kind of the, the meeting point, right? Um, so in in addition to you know the your educational background, you have a, an absolutely sterling uh, musical uh, resume, You're playing with acts like Jefferson Starship or Airplane, depending how they're feeling that particular day. Uh, <laughs> the Bee Brothers, uh, G Love and the Special Sauce, and and Sinbad which I I just I find really interesting um, we have a question from Mike Shamil uh, yes. even even though you you only worked um, you said in a pre interview conversation once with G love and the special sauce what was uh how'd that process go what was a memorable experience of it
0: Well, the memorable experience about that and so many of the other uh, folks that are on my resume is that I literally just had my sacks with me and Uh, just kind of flashed it, uh, you know, for G Love and Special Sauce and the catch from Doobie Brothers and Starship and all that. I was literally out in the audience and just held up my sacks, like, you know, are we? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that, you know, people, I'm here for a reason. So, um, and nine out of 10 times they would let me get up there and jam and, um, it was great and that kind of just parlayed into a whole career for me of where not only was I like sitting in with cats but then I got asked to sit in and then I started having them sit in my band that's how like Chris Juke was sort of sort of born out of these these jam sessions and like sort of once I proved myself as a as a cat that could that could hang uh then they you know some of them wanted to start hanging with me and then ultimately playing on my record so. That's that's a wonderful
1: thing. Do do you recommend people uh, do that as a networking uh, tactic, or do do you think it was just right right time, right moment, right right decision?
0: I think it was just right time, right moment. There was no forethought in in, into it whatsoever. You know, in our our pre-show interview, I was talking about the dude with the mullet who does Careless Whisper. That's not out. You just don't like. (laughs) you don't you don't just happen to like you know what i mean wind up in paula's donuts playing fucking careless whisper like it just it's just, <laughs> you, just don't, do you know what i mean that's that yeah. it, it might be spontaneous once it might be spontaneous once because you just smoke some great stuff and you're like yeah i'm gonna go to paula's donuts and, and play careless whisper but for that for him to build that like following a social media becomes thought out um i that was never a forethought That was never marketing um for me like ever it was just one of those things where I had to play, and what I got out of it was the bigger the crowd, the better you know you feed and, off that energy, uh, kind of thing you feed, feed off of that energy, you know, I played in front of forty thousand people, and that's just like complete insanity, you know <laughs> and 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 I and I was i'm 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 still here for it, you know what I mean like that was it for me,
1: beautiful. You were also uh, the founder of the Buffalo Center for Arts and Technology. Um, You're you're no longer working with them, uh, moving on to to other pursuits. Um, But that said, even having left the organization, what what impact do you think they continue to make on the community?
0: Well, gives kids an outlet. You know, Uh, so many of these uh, inner city schools, their art departments, their music departments are shambles they're inequitable um, they're it's not like on the suburbs I went to sweet home you know and we had tuxedos and new instruments and brand new marching band equipment and, um, and we I mean we had musicals and a bands and B bands and, and I mean it was just in and we, like jazz ensembles and, like it was a real music program um, that was in alignment with an overall artistic vision right um it cannot make that same assessment um for buffalo sadly or uh many inner city school programs and that fills that uh, bcat fills that void the uh, bidwell strickland uh, corporation um for which it was born was built on that very void give kids um access to real art in a beautiful center built for artists, right? Um, so that they can s- sort of experience the, music life, the beauty that it possesses. Um, that, that's what BCAS stood for. And, and as the art director, that's what, what I did, right? Is I reached out to the local artist Uh, reach out to local artists who we know that can serve the community in the capacity that they're great at. Um,
1: What what impact does BCAT still have today and why why do we need organizations like BCAT?
0: Well they you know they their whole purpose is to provide an outlet for uh, people who wouldn't otherwise have that outlet. And, um, whether you're talking about the art program or you're talking about the workforce development stuff, the medical coding and whatever they're doing now, uh, it's providing people with a chance at an experience of life that, uh, because of, uh, because of zip code, because of various tactics to separate people, um, um, they don't ordinarily have that chance. You know, we're talking tuition free, workforce development training and coding where you leave the building with a job, you know, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And same thing with the arts programming, right? There was all kinds of pathways into higher education programs and support and community and a family vibe, uh, in every class that was designed because they were, um, run, uh, by, uh, local artists that got it, um, that had a unique sense of Buffalo and a unique sense of their art. Um, and a driving desire to mentor the people coming up. Every class that we created was, um, instructed by instructors, uh, some of whom are still there, um, in different capacities, but like, you know, Kevin Klein from squeaky wheel, like a cat that just got it. Um, and that's the whole point. So it's impact on the community is, um, is a big deal because. Um, the arts, uh, program as a whole, uh, the music program as a whole in inner city schools and in Buffalo, frankly, is inequitable. It's not consistent and, um, you just can't get the same experience that you can with a very focused intended program that we had at BCAT that's still, to my knowledge, uh, as focused and intended to this day.
1: Beautiful. And, and when, when we're talking about these, uh, these social inequities, I mean, this is something that's pervasive, not you know, just in terms of music education and the art education, but it's something that's really interwoven into the fabric of, of Buffalo itself. Um, something we talk about frequently on the show is the Great Berlin Wall of Buffalo music, separating you know, certain music scenes like hip-hop and rock. Pretty, pretty strongly in certain audiences. Uh, that said, we well we talked a little bit about what's happening in the Buffalo music scene currently and some of the acts that are really making waves on the national stage currently. Um, and you, you talked about Griselda and, and Conway and Benny and, and all, all them is sort of changing the script a little bit on on how they're marketing their music and sort of uh, reinforcing a, a strong Buffalonian identity. Uh, does, does this sort of change of things give you optimism for for breaking down these barriers in, in the future, or does more need to happen?
0: Oh, no, absolutely, but I mean, yes and yes. Obviously more needs to happen, but you know, finally, um, finally, uh you know uh, folks like the griselda organization uh and their pursuits their fashion everything that they do is well thought out it's always buffalo first and it's always they're sort of bringing each other up right um every rapper that's in the thing is very wu-tang like for lack of a better explanation very dead grateful dead like for lack of a better explanation right because everything is intrinsically and explicitly Griselda and West side gun and Conway and everything, every sweatshirt, every sock, every song, every beat, it's all have there. It's all nuanced, but it's all Buffalo. And, um, it's so impressive a and, and B I mean, I know that since I came up in the nineties, we will always talk about that. You know, it was like the alternative rock scene back then, but uh, we always would talk about what's our sound like. We have this like weird, uh, funky soulful undercurrent that runs through our sort of our grunge. Right. We, we had like a grunge scene. It wasn't grunge, right? It's just the imagination. But we had a sound and nobody really was able to really put it together. Everybody had to dip. Right. Everybody had to go. Right. Rick had to go. Honey had to go. Um, even Robbie, Johnny and all them, they had to go right uh but then robbie brought that shit back here you know and then that that's the thing like i that that was my that was like my goal like i was going to be the rock star and i was going to come back and after i was done being a rock star and i was going to come back and like bless the whole city with opportunity and experience um like that was my sole purpose <laughs> you know what i mean sure. and 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 Ravi is living that like he is he is doing that and i'm so i'm i'm beyond grateful to be like you know side by side with that dude at times you know whether it's uh you know being a performer at music bazaar or 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 now in this capacity to to curate an entire musical um Scene and community uh, through the expo and, and my collaboration with Buffalo uh, Music Club, but yeah, like Griselda, they're organized, and I think that um, there is a lot more to go because we need to galvanize the whole city like that. We need to, you know, we need to be. We they ain't know There's no reason why we're not Motown. There's no reason why we're not Seattle. There's no reason why we're not Nashville. I, there's there's or there should be no excuse. I should say there's plenty of reasons. But there's there, there's really no excuse. I mean, our sound is so unique. And I used to say in my touring days, I used to say um, I put Buffalo musicians up against anybody in the world. I'm competitive. You know, I just played football <laughs> and shit back in the day. I'm competitive. I'm like, you know, whatever. You know, like, we can fight ten rounds if you want to, like <laughs> artistically. And I'll put I'll put Buffalo up against literally anybody. And Griselda is really proving that. Okay. And they did it kind of quietly until they were put on like actually put on, actually in-time square and shit. They, they did it very, very sort of focused, stuff-like, focused, eye on the prize, and uh, bam, they just exploded. So our time is here.
1: And I'm, I'm very excited to see what, you know, what New Heights will, will all go together to. I yeah. agree. Um, agree. So, so th- th- this is, Really exciting. I, I'm I'm looking forward to attending uh, the workshop and, and just sort of kind of absorbing all the lessons you have to to offer. Um, thank you for sharing your wealth of experience certainly uh, in, in this event. Um, the final final question for me. Um, yeah. So you you deal uh, a lot with with young uh, young musicians, young aspiring artists coming up in, in the BPS. Um, we live in in very Challenging times, uh, to, to put it as mildly as possible. Uh, you know, we're we're on the precipice of World War III. The the world is going to be on fire in a couple decades, I think, or something online. I don't read so good, um, and and we're we're in this constant cycle of committing erasure and revelation on on our shared history, and it's it's this constant back and forth. How what's just a basic lesson that you can give to to young students to sort of keep their feet on the ground and not get overwhelmed by, by the pursuit of art, which is to comment on and observe life and and reflect on it.
0: Well, you know, I think it's, I think you just got to stay in the moment. And I know that that sounds like, uh, you know, sort of cliche or whatever, but you know, we've been through quite the thing, you know, like, uh, the pandemic, um, the pandemic in and of itself. I mean, we're not just talking about the millions of lives that were lost, obviously, you know, rest of power to all those lives that were lost. That like, that should go without saying, yeah. but we lost a sense of community. Uh, we lost uh human connection and we lost the ability to connect humans through music. And um, you know, you can jam out in your basement and shit with high quality live feeds um, all you want and there are a lot of people that did great things and there's continuing to do great things, you know, um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo FM, right. Uh, Western New York media. Um, of course band together brought Buffalo and Andre and, uh, and all of them that what they did put their best foot forward to try to keep, to try to keep the lifeblood of music as being the life force for every community since the dawn of time alive right that's how we connected so there's so much I mean all this other strife was already in existence right but um and division was already in existence next thing ain't going anywhere right but you lose music you lose the ability to connect in any way shape or form to congregate in any way shape or form for as long as and now even though now we are congregating in mass again sort of it's still like it's cautious. Now I don't know. I don't know like next if I'm sitting, if I'm standing next to you, I don't know if you got fucking covid or not. And I'm thinking about it too. And you might be thinking about that of me. I mean, I lasted all this time and got got all vaccinated and creased 5G signal and all that. And I just got out of I just got out, I just got out of quarantine, man. That shit got me, Damn. you know? Yeah, dude. So like you're thinking about it now we're on edge about this stuff now we're on edge we're we're you can't say woke anymore right because woke has takes on like a weird connotation now but 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 we are aware we are hyper aware of in, in our society now of 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 so many wrongs and injustices perpetuated upon literally everybody like not even being white Anglo-Saxon Protestant anymore is going to save your ass, It's, it's you know? Not even well, no, being, it's all... A, it's, it's, it's all driven by, it's all driven by the dollar, it's all driven by uh, inequities and imbalance. And thank God, you know, the younger generation, I can say that now for all those 50, the younger, the, uh, the younger generation, they're just not having it anymore. And they're just like, you know, listen, this shit is wrong and we're going to stand up for ours until you fucking make it right and we know it's also annoys a lot of you too but we just don't give a fuck we're going to make it right you know moving forward and and, and it's hard to do that when you've lost all connectivity when you've lost uh, sort of the what do you call it like the uh, sort of collective empathy of the person next to you you know
1: yeah I mean this this is a time where you know we we sort of look at look at our neighbors with a bit of skepticism and I I agree I think right now we need musicians more than ever every movement needs an anthem right
0: every so, movement needs an anthem and let's just look out like look at what you said earlier too as part of the question right um, we are literally on the precipice of World War Three. like it's when you say it, it's, it's fucking real. And we're not talking about like Ken Burns, World War II documentaries and shit. Like they are doing this shit, but we're so focused and de- well, we're so desensitized in on one hand, right? Uh, we're, we're so desensitized, but we're so focused on all this other bullshit just to keep food on the table and to stay alive that it just becomes sort of like another trending topic on, on, on Twitter. Oh yeah. And it didn't stop me from riding my bike today. And like but like it's pretty crazy what's going on out out in the world and how it's affecting us economically and psychologically as a society
1: I mean and it's and I mean exactly to your point it's impossible to I, I mean it's it's incredible that the the George Floyd protests happened with the kind of circumstances people are placed in but you know, so the, the sort of uh, you know activism needed for to address climate action, or you know, to to address you know the, the barbarism uh, occurring in the Ukraine right now, it's it's almost unthinkable. And yet, you know, people will surprise you.
0: And so, and, and yet and yet it's happening. Yeah. You know, but it takes it takes every little bit of effort. It takes every little bit of activism. It takes you know you know I was today years old when I you know I go out and buy a bottle of water and uh, I just heard some random thing, like I don't know if it was some podcast, I, I, I don't even know how I fucking heard it. But this, this girl was like, you know, you know how much plastic you ingest on a weekly basis? Okay. And I was like, what? And then, <laughs> you know, I still bought the bottle of water, but I, however, I'm not gonna buy as many bottles of water now because you just don't know. They just they, they distract you with a bunch of bullshit and they just press you down and tell you what you need to do, what you need to watch, what you need to eat, and so many of us—I I can certainly, you know—I feel a little more awake now. But so many of us, you just fucking do it. You go to job, you just do it. You just do what they tell you to do. And 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 meanwhile, these crazy atrocities are happening, whether it be uh, uh, the same sort of oppression that existed almost 500 years ago now, um, with uh, with racial inequality. I mean, that speaks for itself. But you know, not a lot of people. Have been talking about our indigenous brothers and sisters, the original fucking oppressor this country, the original. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's just, it's just it's kind of mind blowing that we are where we are as a society, so stagnant in some ways, but but through music and through collaboration and through um, through the art, uh, through the arts of the various people of the various tribes and villages, uh, for which. We, um, for which we run in now, for which we roll with now, we have a chance and we just got to keep it going. We got to keep collaborating. We got to keep curating together. We need to not have this me, me, me philosophy and just keep branching out and keep, and, and just keep, just keep, keep everything open to work together. We might not get riches off the same thing. Uh, immediately but it will be consistent and it will build community it will build legacy and it will continue to be a stream of economic consciousness and artistic consciousness way beyond any of our physical lifetimes and that's the fucking point
1: and I, I can't think of a better better note to wrap up on so folks in, in summation uh, especially for our, our younger artists at home watching um, be present Ditch the I got mine mentality because, you know, suffering anywhere is suffering here, right? Depression anywhere is pressure here. Um, and look forward on the 23rd uh, to what I'm sure is going to be a really, really enriching uh, a workshop hosted by Eric Crittenden and and uh, the other by David Cloyd. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. Um, I'm Devin Mullen, and this has been the Eighth Note Sessions. We'll catch you next time. Straight from the Music as Art Archives, a performance of the song Dig It by Eric Crittenden.
0: Sessions are produced by Music is Art. Our co hosts are Devin Mullen and Michael Shamil. Editing by Michael Shamil. The Executive Director is Tracy Fletcher. Our Program Director is Sarah Elizabeth Shaw. You can help programs like this keep going by donating today at MusicAsArt.org. Thanks for listening.